What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And when their part of the story of your life is over, as one of my mentors, Dr. George Frazier said, bless them and release them. There it is. I wish you well. I wish you nothing. I wish no harm to you. But we can no longer continue to move forward together. But I got to go on my healing journey with integrity so that I can be the best version of myself for when she does show up. And I think that speaks to the second thing, champ, which is we got to make sure that we're ready for what we're asking God for. Teach. One of the biggest things that we talked about in Jamaica is a lot of the women in that sister circle, they said, you know what? I realize that I'm asking God for all this stuff, but I haven't taken the time to be what I'm asking the for. The very thing I'm asking for. Yep. So when it shows up, it shows you a mirror yep. of what you're not. Yeah. And and so we have to be really, really careful because I believe a lot of us are out here saying, oh, I want this, I want that. You want something real until something real shows up. <laughs> and when that real thing shows up and it scares the heck out of you. Yep. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the world with a message of hope in relationships. But your life does not. God, you are my publicist. We laugh. <laughs> we share the unadulterated truth. He said, not only have I not divorced you, I ain't exposed you. Oh. We didn't marry fans, we married forever. And we wanted forever to act like a fan. Reveal her, Jesus. I will not compromise Mm-mm. on getting a woman to God. You don't have to. And Father, I declare for his future wifey, thank you for preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. It's a Hebrew word, chayil, and it was translated wealth, and it means people. It means men, it means resources, and it means means. I'm LaTaris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTaris R. Whitfield. Listen, man, season six has been absolutely amazing. Like I told you, we're going, we're going to be going 
for 33 episodes. We're going to do 33 episodes this season. But listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on. Can we can we make a commitment? <laughs> can we just make a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. A lot of y'all have been just DMing me about, man... These podcasts have been speaking so much to your lives, been pouring into you. A lot of you have been uh, on this healing journey with me. And um, I just thank God for this platform that he's created. Uh, we'll be in the Bahamas on, what is it, June the 2nd and the 3rd. The 2nd will be in Freeport. On the 3rd, we'll be in Nassau. So make sure y'all purchase those tickets and come check us out. 242 to the world. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, those that know, know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. So listen, today's episode is going to be absolutely amazing. I got my boy. Like, when I tell y'all how we connected, it was just God. I'm telling y'all, before I introduce him, I prayed in 2020 for God to connect me to more brethren. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, because I was unbalanced. I had a whole lot of female friends, but I didn't have enough males, uh, comrades on this journey. And so I believe that this brother was someone I manifested in my life. And you're going to see how intricate God was in interweaving him into this story in the fabric of my life. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homie, Dr. <laughs> Delatoro McNeil II. Love What's you, up, chair, brother? man. What's going on? Yes, sir. King. Yes, sir. You, baby. Absolutely, man. So listen, man, how did we meet? We met uh, in Atlanta. Right. Dr. Jamal Bryant, uh, you had hosted your podcast. It was absolutely incredible. It was the same weekend that... Um Dr. Bernice King was doing her 60th birthday celebration. So I was not able to make it to the actual taping because I was at her event. Right. But Dr. Jamal was like, hey, come to the brunch that we're having because New Birth was having a singles weekend. Right. It was an incredible series of events. And he said, come to the brunch. So I came to the brunch on Sunday. I'm sitting there chilling with him. Next thing you know, five minutes into the brunch, you come and sit right across <laughs> from me, brother. <laughs> and I'm like, this is crazy because I had just remixed one of your powerful, powerful videos two weeks before. Right. And I was like, man, how am I going to meet this brother? Because I love the work that he's doing. And man, that letter that you read spoke to my entire heart and spirit because I had just recently gone through a breakup myself and our stories were so interconnected, brother. You really spoke to my heart, man. Man, let me tell you something. When you showed me that video, I was like, gosh, God is so <laughs> intense. Because you got to understand, for me to even post that video, that episode of the Healing for Heartbreak episode, yes, sir. I mean, it just it's, that's the highest level of vulnerability I've ever walked in. And what you remixed was a letter that the girl I was in love with has sent me. Yeah. She was on Facebook and she read this letter that this guy posted. It was talking about when lovers leave. Yes. And she used that to communicate in her best way of why she felt, um, I can't say inadequate in a relationship. She just wasn't ready. Correct. correct uh, yep. And she felt like she needed uh, more healing. Yeah. And so for us to connect on that, I mean, we forgot we was at the table with we, everybody we, else. We, we, we was at the brunch, man. We, we just got went to talk. We got in. We was like, we need some bro time because this version of the story is not told often. Talk man. about it. Man, this is the, the version where we are ready as men. We've done the work. We've done the healing. We've gone on. We've gone through the process, but she's not ready. There it is. And, and man, it, it spoke to me so much because you said, let's try to heal without personalizing love's leavings. There it is. And man, that spoke to me so much because Don Miguel Ruiz wrote a great book called The Four Agreements, 
one of the agreements in that book is don't take anything personal. Mm. And that's something that I've been working on. Me too. Because at the end of the day, people make choices for their own reasons. Yes. And we have to learn to disconnect and disassociate ourselves from their choices. There it is. Because the truth is, we're all, Bishop T.D. Jakes just said this, we're all born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our choices. <laughs> I'll say that again. We're all born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our choices and our decisions. So we've got to make the intentional decision. If we're going to heal, we have to allow people to go on their own journey without us taking it too personal. And that's hard. That's easier said than done, brother, because especially us as men, we yeah. don't take we, we don't get the credit for when because I believe often. We're so bashed for not having it together, yep. not having the money together, not having the healing. We didn't go, you out there hoeing around, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. what about the men that aren't doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and brother, I went through mine right after you went through yours. So what month did you go through yours? First of all, let's back up. Yeah, let's sure. see, what should be the title of this episode? <laughs> we talked about The emo- untold story, brother. The untold story. What would that leave people? It just leave people wondering. Uh, maybe the untold story of how... Because you when, said something about emotionally the, unavailable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because in, in both of our situations, she was emotionally unavailable. She wasn't ready. And I and I believe, honestly, Lateris, there's a lot of women out there who are emotionally unavailable. They're not ready for an evolved brother to really step into the picture. And I even showed you video proof yeah. of people who have stepped into my life since that breakup trying to connect. And they said, man, I prayed for this. I prayed for you. I wanted you to show up. You showed up, and it scared the mess out of me. So is it possible I've that heard people say that. I've, I'm hearing women actually say that now. I've had a woman DM me before, and she said, I just experienced. She said, I was the woman that you experienced. She said, it was a guy that I was dating. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, it was an episode that I did with um, Nicole Kane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and she talked about the same time I dropped that video, she had kicked this guy to the curb mm. because she was emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And this guy was so intentional. And she was just like, I can't. I don't know what to do with this. Right. And I talked. I said, listen, don't do him. Don't do him like that. <laughs> I'm telling don't you. Don't do him like that. She's like, what, Latera? I said, don't. Call that brother back. Yeah. Because she said, I just need time. Just give me a few weeks. I said, stop doing that. That's like, right. That's you, right. People be thinking you they have the luxury of giving people time. You can't pick people up and put, put people down whenever you want. We're not no, jackets. No. Right? We have feelings. We have emotions. And especially when there's children involved. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a brilliant, black, involved, dedicated father. I got two teenage girls, 17 and 15. And in my particular situation, she decided that she wasn't ready and left town and didn't say anything to my daughters. Your daughters had a relationship with yeah, her? Yeah, absolutely. The last conversations that she had with my my daughter's was, what color bridesmaid dress will look great up against your skin tone? That was the last conversation because we were planning a destination wedding in Jamaica. So y'all were engaged. So, yeah, yeah. So so, so watch this, Latares. Going to Jamaica for the retreat with you all was actually healing for me, brother. Because I, I, I had not been back to Jamaica since the breakup. So I was so grateful that I went. And one of the questions I was asked was, hey, did you go to the retreat? Did, were you looking for a honey? I wasn't looking for a honey. I was looking for healing. Mm. I wanted to heal. I went into the ocean and I released stuff, brother. Mm. I journaled every day. 
I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't trying to get over someone by getting under someone else. Teach. I wanted to do it the correct way. And there's a lot of us out here. There are evolved, brilliant men out here. And the challenge is happening, y'all. I, I honestly believe this, Lateris. What's happening is because so many women have been done so wrong by so many men. Talk about by it. the time the right man shows up, they don't know how to process a good man. So they make a good man pay the price that a bad man should have paid. Dr. Della Toro, <laughs> you woke up and chose violence. I thought we were going to have a nice little old comfortable conversation. You woke up and chose violence. So since we're here, we're here. We're we going to come up with the title of this episode after the Later. fact. Yes, sir. Because yes, we're going to get into it. Yeah, man. So you met this woman. How long ago? When, when did you meet this 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 particular woman? We met like a year ago. We okay. dated for 10 months. And, you know, I took her around to all my mentors and took her on my on the road with me. We traveled, did the whole nine yards. And, and it, was, it seemed like it was a good fit. She she seemed like she was all the way in, excited, ready. And, and the whole nine yards, we got engaged. I proposed at the Grand Canyon because I had a speaking engagement in, 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 in Phoenix, Arizona. So we decided to drive, make a road trip out of it. I surprised her. She had no clue. She said yes. I had already worked with her family to get a video of all the congratulations and stuff like that. And then, you know. So how long, how long into it did you know that she was your wife? I believed that she was my wife. I knew four months into it. And she said, watch this. She said she had gotten confirmation. So I felt like I had confirmation and she said she got total confirmation that that was it. So I'm like, all right, good. We good to go. Right. So what happens? Watch this, Lateris, when you feel like you heard from God. There it is. What happens uh, when you feel like you heard uh, from him and then now you don't trust yourself anymore? Oh God. We here now. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I had to process all that. You, you're going, you you right on my street because yeah, I had to man. process that. I said, God, I can't be crazy. I know your voice. You yeah. said your sheep recognize your voice. I heard what you said. Right. Now, how in the world, and the only way I could relegate it to was we all have free choice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I could have heard God's voice, which I still believe I did. It's yeah. just the other person had free will whether, whether to decide right. to accept or not. And I think what happened in my particular case was not throwing anybody under the bus, no names, none of that. We weren't even on social media. So it's all good. But I think it happened in my particular case is that we were getting to a point where we were planning the wedding, but we weren't working enough on the marriage. And so I had put together a letter. I said, okay, let's let's do a SWOT analysis on the relationship. Because this joker I, said we're going to do a SWOT analysis. Yeah, strengths, weaknesses, <laughs> opportunities, and threats. So I was like, I said, so let's look, really analyze so this, where this, we are this, with this, the relationship. That's what we do for a living. So, you know. <laughs> You know, this is a motivational speaker. He go into companies and help dissect and rebuild. So you're gonna do a SWOT analysis on your relationship. Brilliant. Yeah. So, 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 so we, so we went to the beach. I, I wrote her a letter and I said, "Hey, let's let's talk through the various aspects of the relationship, good, the bad, where we gotta grow, where I gotta grow, where she can grow, et cetera, et cetera." Because I'm like, "Why well, put all this energy into the wedding and the destination wedding and all stuff and get all these people involved and coming all the way overseas to celebrate something that we have not made sure was solid?" Mm. So I put it in writing. I said, these are some of the things we got to grow in. And one of the areas that I requested growth in was it's time to go to therapy because there were some challenges that she had had yeah. and she had not gone to therapy about it. And I've been to therapy. I have paid for therapy. And I'm here to tell you on the show, healed is the new sexy. Mm. Healed is the new sexy. Teach. And we need Jesus and a therapist. Teach. We need, we need, we need Bible and Mental health. Yeah. Because I believe most of us are chronically churched, but clinically depressed. 
Okay, Dr. Deltola. <laughs> no, you're going you're to have to break this down. I'm Why do you say that we are chronically churched? We're chronically church because we show up every Sunday. We show up on online services. We do all of the, what I call church gymnastics. I've been in church my whole life. So we go through all the church gymnastics and we've gotten to a point to where it's rote. It's, 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 it's automatic. It's on autopilot, right? So we're chronically churched, but those wounds are still there. Anything that you have not dealt with, any traumas, any, anything that you have not dealt with professionally, you can drive your car up to the church parking lot all day long. If the engine is bad and you haven't taken it to a mechanic, it's going to leave that church parking lot in the same condition. Teach. And I think so oftentimes we show up and I think we expect a lot, almost too much in my opinion, from, and I'm not saying, God can do anything. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But scripture says the earth and the Lord and the fullness thereof. So everything belongs to God. But guess what? He gave us mental health professionals yeah. so that we could do the work that we need to do. And the truth is, Lateris, we go through mental and emotional train wrecks in our lives. Yeah. And we get up. Think about it. If you get in a car accident, even if you find, yep. they still make you go to they the emergency still make room you go. Yep. just to make sure everything's good. They do x-rays and all that stuff. To make sure well, there ain't no internal bleeding, no internal damage. How, much, how many of us have internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, broken bones, broken hearts, broken expectations, broken intentions, broken goals, broken trust, broke, broken all this stuff, and we never go to the hospital of our emotional and mental health to make sure that we're okay? Why? Because most of us are trained and taught to lead while we bleed. Ah! I'm going to say it again. The problem is all of us are overachievers. We're high achievers. So because we're high achievers, we constantly have to lead while we bleed. So we don't take a time out. So unfortunately, and I've even asked my therapist this. I said, how, what percentage of people do you believe heal between relationships before they go into the next one? Oh, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> she said 97% of people do not take the time to heal between a relationship before they go into the next one. Yeah. So we're all bringing massive amounts of brokenness to yeah. a relationship, yeah. and we wonder why it doesn't work. So I, I had made it a requirement. I said, listen, we got to go to therapy. She got scared. She got concerned. She said this. And she had what I now learned to be a trauma response to that particular part of the letter. She asked me to give her three days at a hotel. I paid for her to have three days at a hotel for her to figure herself out what she wanted to do. Paid for the hotel, paid for her, her meals, everything. And I thought she was going to come back and say, okay, hey, let's work things out. And she said, I want to go back home. And so she packed up all her stuff and went back home. Didn't say anything to my daughters, didn't say anything. And so, so, so. And this was in, 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 in February? February of this year, February of this year. So when you recorded that video, that was the same, like what, the same week? It was, it was, it was, it was the following month because I took my daughters to Atlanta for spring break. And that's when I filmed, that's when I filmed your remix. And then a month after that is when I met you in person. So when were you planning on, when were you planning on getting married? Uh, it was supposed to be August. It was supposed to be this, this August. coming up. August. Yeah, this coming up. So, August. so that happened in February. You get you proposed in, what in, month? November. in November. So you proposed in November. You started. Y'all hadn't did any premarital counseling prior to that. No. Mm -hmm. And you said, hey, this is what we're going to need before we get married. Right. She said, give me three days. Three days happened. She said, I'm out. But never said that. I don't, 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 don't want to be engaged. I don't want to be married. I don't want I don't, I don't want nothing. I just want to go home. Did she tell you that before she to left? To my face. Yeah, she told me that to my face. She said, you check every box that there is to check and boxes I didn't even know needed to be checked. She said, I know I will never meet another Dr. Del Toro for the rest of my life, but I just need to vacate. I just need to go. And here's the challenging part. When she made those choices, she 
all the mentors that had been giving us advice mm-hmm. over Zoom, spiritual mothers of mine, et cetera, et cetera, who had given us counseling over Zoom, she wouldn't talk to any of them. And I said, we owe them the decency of a call because that was our first major issue that we dealt with. And, 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 and I think that's another important thing. I think all of us are so focused on love languages. I think that's actually a secondary or third level conversation. The first conversation we need to be having to check alignment is what are your conflict resolution skills and what are your conflict resolution styles? When challenges come, is, is any of us can Netflix and chill. Any of us can go on trips and cruises. Any of us can, do, when things are great, they're great. But how do you handle when things get tough, difficult, and hard? Do you have rules of engagement for how you interact with one another and how you make sure that when storms come, they don't destroy the entire relationship? And I begged, I begged. I said, please don't do this. Please don't make this, don't do this. And she was like, I'm out. I didn't even get a chance to make peace with her family who adored me. I didn't get a chance to make peace with her niece who adored me. Every time she saw me, she jumped and cradled herself in my arms. It was just a complete detachment. And so it was devastating for me. And I think it's important that women hear this. And I think it's important that men and women hear this. When you, when you, one of my mentors taught me this, Lateris, people remember two things, how you enter their life and how you exit their life. A lot of stuff in the middle will get forgotten. And Dr. Maya Angelou took it a step further. She said, for, people will forget what you say. They'll forget mm-hmm. what you do, but they'll remember never how, forget how you made you feel. How you made them feel. Yep. So I think it's vitally important that we 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 exit better. Mm. I think it's I think I think I think we need to be more mature and responsible for how we exit something. And if it's not working, be man enough, be woman enough to sit down, look that person in the eye. You know how many times y'all looked each other in the eye to have dinner, mm-hmm. looked each other in the eye to kiss, looked yeah. each other in the eye to do a bunch of other stuff. Be mature enough to say, this isn't working. Here's why I need to vacate. Because at the end of the day, we all desire closure. The human mind hates open loops. Yes. And here's the, here's the truth. Psychologically, if, if, if the human mind sees a gap or a loop, it's what we tend to do is fill, fill it in. You fill it in with whatever. And we tend to fill it in with negative information. Yep, yep. Because the average person thinks 65,000 separate transactional thoughts per day. 85% of those are negative. Yep. So in the absence of information, we tend to fill in absences with, with, with mess, with garbage. So when you ghost, when you don't text, when you silent treatment, when you do all of these tactics that you were taught to do, you are literally leaving it up to your romantic partner to fill in. And I guarantee you what they're filling in is not good and it's not healthy. I'm convinced of this. Relationships do not go south over abundance. They go south over scarcity. Facts. So we have to learn how Facts. to really be. I, I err on the side of over communicating. Yes. I err. My, my default yeah. is to over communicate to a woman. You you ain't got to you ain't got to ask me what time my flight <laughs> leaves. I'm gonna send you my whole schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I volunteer information so that way you ain't even got to ask. I want you to feel so safe. You know, I got, I, I got two amazing girls. I make sure that whoever's in my life knows there is nothing between me and the baby mama but co-parenting. That's it. And I've never gone back to an ex for anything, especially intimately. I don't chew my gum twice. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? I, like, I believe in boundaries. Once I'm done, I'm done. Oh, this joker said he don't <laughs> chew his gum twice. <laughs> Dr. Tell, listen, Dr. Delatoro, let me tell you something. 
Is this making sense, champ? Well, it's just I feel like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, bro. Like this is this. It's very rare that you get a chance to have a conversation like this with somebody that's just the mirror of you, bro. And the way you communicate, bro, it's like when you're talking about over communicating, making sure that like flight schedules and be like it's it's that's that's beautiful because. But you have to realize that that's rare. Yeah. A lot of that is what prompted the 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 triggers. Yeah. Um, because and what I think the the girl that um, that I love, what I what I thank her for is that she shared with me that stuff yeah. after the fact. She, yeah. you know, uh, we talked after all that. You know, we spent about a month and a half not communicating, and then she came back around. Let me just tell you what it was. Yeah. And she started adding more insight into it, and had gone into gone back into therapy and began to unpack some stuff. And I appreciate it yeah, because at man. first, like you said, you'd be like, God, not like what the heck? This has been the, I've been on my best behavior. This right. Is the, this is my best version. How did what in the world? That part. That yeah, part. I'm yeah, like, man. you know. And I always say I only get about good one like every you know three years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is this is somebody I was very intentional about, and that yeah. don't happen often yeah. with me. Yeah. And it's like, now how did that happen, God? And then when it gets to the point to where you begin to question whether or not you heard God correctly, man, that's bro. when it starts doing a, uh, a it number does a real on number on it you. It does man. a number on you. Um, but I, I love what you're saying. What are you about to say? No, I, was just, I called my therapist the day she left. I called my therapist and had a session the day she left. Because I believe that we all should keep a mental health professional on speed dial. Yeah. Because I knew I had just encountered a massive, I I, I mean, literally, I, I I felt completely blindsided. Yeah. And every one of my mentors and coaches and people, we had already put deposits on mm-hmm. the, we, we had just gone to Jamaica for her birthday. I took her to Jamaica for a week for her birthday. She said no one had ever celebrated her birthday. So I took her to Jamaica for a week so we could audition the property. That was in January. And Super Bowl weekend, my whole world was flipped upside down. I cried so hard that night when she said she was done and she wanted to leave. I, my nose bled all over my pillow. That's real talk. And I said, please don't do this because my daughters had trusted her, mm. had opened up to her. And it wasn't just her leaving me. It's like, okay, you're leaving a family. And I opened up my whole world to her. She met clients, took her all over the country, traveling, all this stuff like that. And my level of friends and my level of clients is high-level folks. Yeah. So so I had to make phone calls. I'm like, this is what happened. It's it's. it's and people were praying for me and people covered me. Yeah. But, man, I cried hard because one of my best friends, he said this. He said, let the hurt hurt. Yes. Don't try to, don't try to, don't try to pray it away. Don't try to fast it away. Don't nope. try, no, no, no. Let the hurt hurt. And that thing hurt me, man. Because, and here's the thing. I'm a giver. Hmm. And, man, bruh, this is going to help somebody right now. For everyone who is a giver, please, man, woman, boy, girl, please listen to me. As a giver, we tend to just generously lavish people with love, gifts, all five of the love languages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to learn how to set boundaries because leeches don't have boundaries. And givers automatically attract what? Takers. Yep. And takers love to just, and they they, they don't get tired of it. Mosquitoes don't get tired of sucking your blood. Mm-hmm. Leeches don't either. Yep. And so we have to learn how to not overextend ourselves and i'm gonna take it a step further growing up me and my father are best friends i'm named after my dad but man when i was a kid uh, my parents divorced when i was two so for a long time i didn't get a chance to have the relationship with my dad that i wanted so i was always the one calling always the one uh trying to tap dance and perform at school so he would mm. show up i was and so i was taught Lateris that love was overextending myself. 
And all he had to do was come 10% and barely show up. And I came to 90, and that's what I programmed in my mind as a child that love was. There it is. So I learned that love was performance-based instead of position-based. Stop. You got to (laughs) stop. You got to stop. Let that settle. Yeah, yeah. You said you learned that love was performance-based rather than position-based. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so we all should experience positional love. Yes. You are loved because you're my son, because you're my daughter, because you're my significant other. Boo, or it's complicated. You're loved just because of who you are. There it is. Not because of what you do. We're human beings, not human doings. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we should be loved just because of who we are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. There it is. Right? So we should be loved just because of who we are. And so it took it took therapy to teach me this, that I learned a, a dysfunctional love as a child, that I craved that love from my dad so bad that I would do whatever it took to overperform to get that. So what it taught me was in romantic relationships, overextend yourself. Call multiple times, you know, text multiple times. It's okay to be the one paying for all the dinners, paying for all the trips, doing Captain Save-A-Ho, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because that's what love is. Love is, is overextending yourself. And it took me going through therapy, learning how to deal with my dad wounds, learning how to deal with needing to be needed, learning how to deal with attachment style issues, learning how to deal with abandonment issues, and healing all of that to get to a whole place where I am. Now, I am absolutely, positively the best version of myself right now. And I will only people ask, they asked me and Jay when we were at, at the taping in Jamaica, why are y'all single? Because we have standards. <laughs> and if people don't realize, they, they see you single today, but they don't know what happened to you yesterday. Exactly. exactly. It's like, it's like it's you like don't know snapshot. what I, yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> you just met me today. Do you realize I was about to marry somebody two months ago? Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So they yeah. looking at you like, so, and, and you hear it all the time, all these eligible bachelors, why y'all still single? Right. And not realizing that just in February, yeah. you experienced a car crash of your heart. Yes, sir. And and they look at you in May and be like, well, that's, you know, I mean, but you ain't over it yet. And you be like, well, yeah, I'm over, but don't go there. You think I'm supposed to just marry somebody else the right. next right. month? No, 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 no. I needed time. I needed time, brother. And that's why when we met, I was like, I was like, God, you are doing something incredible yeah, here, he man. Connected us. I was just like, I was sitting across the table from you. I said, this is crazy. And then you showed me the, the remix video, yeah. and I was like, oh, my. It just, because I'm telling you, when I recorded that video, and this is where people have to understand, I was so nervous. Because mm. I said, first of all, there's two things. I miss the dear future wifey. No one knew that I was dating anybody yeah. in that intentional. And, yeah. and I don't just date people to be like, oh, I'm just hanging out or whatever. Yeah. That was somebody I said, this is my wife. Yeah. So no one knew that. And I said that I'll... Um, I don't believe in keeping secrets, but I keep it private. Mm. So we were private by social media standards, but sure. if you were around and saw us around, we were around, you're going to see us together. Same. You know what I'm saying? Together. You're going to exactly. see us. I ain't going to have a way off in the distance. I'm right. going to hold that hand. I'm going to do it. So certain events that I was at, people saw us. They were exactly. like, oh, the tears all booed up. Right, am, right, right, right. Am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So it is what it is. Yeah. And so now here I am creating this. Now, now I have this podcast where uh, I've submitted myself to be transparent and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And I said, there's no way I can be Lateris and not share this moment. Yeah. And so I was sitting on my couch. It was New Year's uh, Eve. And God said, go in. And I have nobody scheduled for that upcoming Wednesday. God said, 
you're supposed to be the next episode. Wow. I said, that's a lie. I said, that is an absolute <laughs> lie. I am not about to do that. Right, right, because right. Because it was twofold. A, I don't want to be that dang vulnerable. I knew I couldn't right. sit. On I mean, that just happened a week before. Yeah. I know I was going to break down crying on the episode. Yeah. So I said, I'm not ready. Let mm -hmm. me tell the story after I come through. Right, Let right, me right. find my future wifey. Right. And then I can say, hey, but I remember this one girl I was in exactly. love with about a year ago and this happened. Exactly. I want to tell after the fact. That's right. God said, no, I want you in the moment, in, real time. When it's real, man. I said, I said, uh, I said, okay, I got you. I'm going to do it, and I promise you I ain't going to cry. Mm. And so I sat up there, and I was talking so slow. Normally, I talk fast as a, as a habit. On that episode, y'all hear me go. And as I was um, going through such, such, such <laughs> I was pacing it because I said, <laughs> I ain't finna cry. Right. And then I got to this vulnerable part in the episode, and I began to pray, and waterworks just came. Come on, brother. reason why that was so important, I realized why God uh, needed that moment to happen. Is because it was so many brothers after that. Man. I was in Houston. A brother walked up to me and said, say, man, that heartbreak episode brother. got me right here. Yes. A woman came and said, now I kind of feel like, now I can see what I did to this guy that was in love with me. That part. I owe him an apology. Yes. And so they'll pick up the phone and call the guy and be like, wow, yeah. how are you doing? Right. I saw this episode where, where this guy was vulnerable. I did that to you. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Conversations, it opened up doors for me. And uh, what people didn't know is that I let the girl that uh, I was dating watch the episode before mm, I released it. Because she good. said, can I see it? She, had, she, had, she was DMing or texting me. Right. He said, said, what you do for New Year's? So I record this episode. She said, can I watch it? And I said... You know, and then right, I was right, like, right, I was right. like, man, I, want, I was like, I don't want to give you another moment. Right. I want, I don't want, I don't want to be vulnerable with you yeah. ever again. Yeah. I don't want you to have this moment. Yeah. And then I said, and then it was because I was vulnerable. If she would have said, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable with you sharing that," then it could have stacked. It could have, right. you know, handicapped my moment of releasing that. Yeah. And then she was like, "That's beautiful. That's what I love about you is your mm. ability to be vulnerable." Yeah. And she said, "That's beautiful." And she was like, "Do you want me to uh, to?" She said she wanted to record some or respond. I said, "No, don't." Well, you know look, that. She, right, right. She's gonna do a whole video. She said, right. "I'll do that." But what that spoke to me is that she was so. Uh, endearing to my heart that she said I didn't want you to be out there alone yeah. that if you would like for me to record something or respond or or write something or make a post about yeah. it I'll do it too yeah. I was like no nah, this right here is for me alone yeah. uh, but I, I you know I was so grateful that she was willing to do that but to be that vulnerable as a man yeah. is extremely not only is it scary yeah. but then you leave yourself up to judgment that's right because that's right. then a woman may sit there and say oh like a woman that may be interested you after that part but like you know you still got feelings for the other girl right 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 Right, right, you right, you right. ain't ready yet. Right, you right, now, right, now they right. They telling you when you ready. They, to, they to telling you when you ready. Yeah. Right, nah, so, nah, so nah. even for you to come and say that that day, it was like God. That's why you had me That's do right. that. That's right. But for you to be the biggest fear that I had is what you experienced, which is to allow the relationship to get all the way to an engagement right. or to a wedding and you got to run away bride. Exactly. And exactly. so that's why I thanked her so much yeah. for understanding that, that, that she needed healing at that point that's right. and to go ahead and end it and go work yeah. on whatever she got to work on right. because I was like, like March the 18th, I was going to propose to it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. October the 23rd, we was going to get married. Like, wow. it was like, it was, you got it all oh, in. It Boom. Was it's September it's, 23rd. Right, right, right. It, it was just, and I was just like, 
because we had talked about it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, let's, let's let's make it happen. And people don't understand, Lateris, that you have to, even if it's dating or significant or what, what that's still a death. It you is. have to mourn that, all the expectations, the goals, the plans. And, 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 and in a lot of relationships, the man finances the relationship. Yep. So I'm like, I've got, I'm a single dad of two girls. I'm like, man, so the time, the money that was invested in that relationship, it's just like gone. It's like, whoa, you got to pick up those pieces, man. And so I applaud you, man. And I even applaud her for at least circling back and actually correcting and, and giving you closure yeah. and giving you peace of mind and giving you that letter because, man, that spoke to me so dearly. I was in an Airbnb in Atlanta with my daughters when I saw that, and I sat on the edge of my bed. I said, man, my God, this thing is powerful. And I remixed it right on the edge of my bed. had no clue I was going to meet you a month later Mm-mm. at Dr. Jamal Bryant's church. At New Birth, when they were having a mega singles weekend, and then we've been connected like this ever since then. I brother. told you, I said, "Say, but I need some more brothers to come on this Jamaica trip." Yeah. That's why you gotta have friends that got a little bread in their pockets. That's it. Come like, on, like, like old right. Doctor Delatoro, because he was like, "I'm there." <laughs> all right, right. I'm like, "All right, all right, baller." <laughs> and he it. just booked this trip, and he came. You know what I'm saying? And, and what's powerful? What did I tell you a couple minutes ago before we recorded? I said I wasn't there with any agenda. I wasn't there with a parasitic agenda to try to meet and hook up with nobody. Yeah. I was there to be an extension of your brand, brother. When it's, you said that, that touched me. Man, uh, seriously. You I, said that you came to be an extension. You called it something else. You said. Um, yeah, I was faculty, man. I was, yeah, you I said was, faculty. I was, I was a life coach for your brand. I said, <laughs> let me just, because there were so many women who had so many questions. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted interaction, a man's perspective on this, a man's perspective on that, body language, um, how they ended their relationships, you know, how, how they processed their own traumas. And so I was walking, going to get some jerk chicken at the ocean. Uh, I was, 12 women were in the ocean talking about the podcast that yeah. they had just been in the studio audience for and they said please come in this water and, and we did a two-hour coaching session with these 12 women who were at your event and i wasn't trying to holler at none of them i didn't collect no i wasn't trying i didn't there was that that was not the goal yeah that wasn't the goal man the goal was there to serve and add value to what you got going on man and i went on my healing journey and i'm so grateful for that but i think more of us really need to take our healing journeys seriously and we got to be more and, intentional. And you were going to get married in Jamaica. I was, yeah. You see how God does that? He, he brought me right back to that. He said, okay, cool. So, so it washed away. That is it, crazy. It washed away the previous, right, the, the, the reference point. I've been to Jamaica a zillion times because one of my top corporate clients is there, Sagicor. Sagicor is an insurance company, financial services company. They're like the New York life of the of, of United States, yeah. right? Massive organization. I've been, I've been to Jamaica a zillion y'all times. Need, y'all for need them. to give us some money. For oh, my bad, just, my bad. He just. <laughs> He just pubbed y'all. We said Sagicor. Sagicor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, I need, yep. I need a check. Amen. <laughs> somebody, ah, come on, somebody. But yeah, man. So it, it, it helped to, and I would, I would call and touch base with some of my friends back home. I said, listen, I'm here in Jamaica. It's the first time I'm back in Jamaica since, and it was, a, it was a healing for me. I didn't go to no strip clubs. I didn't do nothing crazy. I just sat by the ocean. And wrote. I journaled. I wrote, and I got my healing on. And I, and and man, I'm good now. I'm in a good place. My daughters are in a good place. And that's huge, man. That means a lot. You know what I'm saying? As a dad, man, raising two brilliant, beautiful black girls, that meant a lot, man. What's your daughter say? My daughters were upset, man. My daughters were crushed. They were devastated, They loved man. her. They loved her. They opened up How to old her. are they? 17 and 15. Oh, you got teenagers. Yeah, man. Yeah. So they got opinions and feelings and exactly. everything. Exactly. All of that, man. They, they, they were really... And, and <sighs> so the, the breakup happened... In the middle of February, we were supposed to take the girls on a cruise for spring break in March. It was too late to try to get the money back from the cruise. So when the breakup happened and she decided to just skip town, the girls were like, Dad, we don't want to go on the cruise anymore because it was supposed to be a family trip, a bonding trip with the four of us. 
before the wedding. They didn't want to go? They didn't want to go because they was like, Dad, you're going to be in your cabin by yourself. I know it. We're going to be on, in our room by ourselves. And the meaning of the trip was lost. And I was, I was hurt. So we didn't go. So these are all, and I share this very transparently and openly to say, people don't understand the collateral damage. Cheat. There's a, there's a series of domino effects that happen when you when you don't correctly exit. This is not about the exit. Choose to exit. Cool. You decided to get off bus. One of the things that I teach, and I believe this in life and in business, you are the bus driver. It is your job to drive the bus to the destination that God has given you. As you go along the, de- the, 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 the drive, people are going to get on your bus and people are going to get off your bus. It is not your job to stop driving the bus because people get off. Mm. Come mm. on, somebody. Mm. It is your job to keep driving the bus. And those that are meant to be on your bus will be on are going to stay on your bus. But if they got to get off at this boulevard, this street, this avenue, let them get off. Let them go. So let me ask you this. What would have been the correct way for her to exit? The correct way would have been to sit, sit down and say, okay, let's talk through why I feel like I need to go. We sit down and talk to the mentors who had poured into us on Zoom gave them a chance to give us wise counsel yeah. before we just make such hasty decisions. Yeah. Cause we didn't go get into this all, all hasty. We, we, it was, it was a process. Yeah. Months and months of coaching, months and months of zoom, months and months of, and this is quality time from people who just gave us their wisdom and their insight. If that's what we did to build it, then we at least owe them a conversation before we just say it's over. The girls deserve deserve to have come over to the house and sat down. Hey, I'm deciding I want to exit this relationship. It's just no longer serving me, but I want to look you in your eye and let you know that you're still beautiful black girls. And I'm and I'm going to exit. But your dad's amazing. You guys are amazing. This isn't personal. This is me. I got to go on my journey. That to me would have been, and that's what I would have done. That's good. If I needed to exit out of a relationship, I think how we enter matters, and I think more importantly, how we exit matters. I think I think you I think this is good because a lot of people don't have the 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 wherewithal to even know that. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that you're providing a reference. That's why I asked what would have been a proper way of correct, doing it, because correct. now people go, you know what, I'm going to be intentional on my exit that's as right. I'm, quote unquote, intentional uh, uh with my entrance. Right, right. And so that's that's extremely important. Because that's one of the number one things you see, Latarius. You see, when you look on the apps and stuff like that, the the list, be intentional, be consistent. <laughs> okay, so you want me to enter the relationship that way, but you don't want to be intentional and consistent about how you communicate as you exit? I think those things are important. I think that, and I think when you when you when when you've entered someone's life and you've entered someone's world, really take care of that space. You know how good that is because it 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 showed me what I did when I um, divorced my ex wife. I told God, I said, "Teach me how to divorce her with grace." Yeah. But we had a conversation. We talked. Yeah. We, I said, "This is where I'm at. This is where we stand." I said, "The first thing I said, I said, let's go uh, uh, meet with our counselors yeah. so I can tell them that this is my decision. That's what right. we're choosing." And then we went there, and they said, "All right." Um, I think they said, Lateris, don't file. Wait at least 60 days. Yeah. And if you still feel the same way, then, Correct. you know, whatever. And so 60 days, I said, all right, and this is what it was. Yeah. But it was a real conversation that she and I had, which I see why God was able still to preserve our relationship yeah. where we still are cool with each other is because I tried to, I tried my best to handle her heart with care. Yes, You man. know, and, and. That's so important. And that's just what that is. And, and, and I think that brings up the ability to be able to exit without regret. Mm. There are so so we will always suffer one of two pains in life, the pain of discipline 
or the pain of regret. <laughs> the difference is the pain of discipline weighs ounces, but the pain of regret weighs tons. So, 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 there, so one of the things that Tony Robbins taught me a long time ago, he said, listen, he said, if you're going to exit a relationship for 90 days before you exit, give that person everything that they've asked you for. Give them everything. Everything that they ask you Man, for. Man, I did that with. Oh, I'm sorry. You're tricking me. Go ahead. But, but so, so his advice was he said this to a room full of 10,000 people from 80 countries all around the world. He said, if you're going to exit a relationship, <laughs> do everything you can for that person for 90 days, light their world up. And if at the end of those 90 days, you still feel like it's not going to work, at least you can break ties knowing that you did everything you could to save it. I've never heard that before. And I did that when I was with this old toxic chick. I said, <laughs> Man, I did that in 2018. I said, I'm going to do everything. Right. That I could, everything she complained. I'm just do everything. Right, right, right. And I said, and if this don't work, and it was on a reverse, I said, if this don't work, she's showing the person for me. Right, right, so right. So I did everything. I yeah. took her to a trip to Cancun. Yeah, got a hotel yeah. at the Ritz-Carlton. I, right, I mean, right. I did everything. Yeah. I, I said, I did everything. Brother, come I on now. I did everything. <laughs> and then um, December the 17th. I said, oh, this ain't working. Yeah, I said, this, yeah. you ain't, you, you can't be the one. That's I said, it. this is this is too toxic. And I walked away from it. But that makes all the sense in the world. Brother, it's it's powerful. And this and this is where I got to bring in my our, our dear brother, uh, Jerry Flowers, man. He said something that changed. Ooh, God, that brother. He did, he did a reel talking about you can't change them. And in that reel, he was talking about how the best way to get, give yourself frustration and heartache is to <laughs> try to change someone who doesn't realize that they're sick. Try to heal somebody that doesn't realize that they're toxic, right? And he said, listen, you cannot help them by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. And, bro, that that just complete – I was done. I put the phone down. I listened to that reel at least 50 times. I remixed that one too it was, because it was so powerful. And that's a lesson too, family. So the lesson is when you're in your healing journey, reach – don't just reach for the club and reach for alcohol and reach for toxicity and reach for, for who you can get up under – Reach for good stuff. I reached out to my mentors. I said, I'm hurting. I reached out to my inner circle and said, jump on Zoom with me. And I cried on Zoom with some of my co closest friends in front of them because I had to get up the next day and, and give a presentation to a thousand people. So, so, so I had to heal with integrity because I'm constantly in front of audiences. Heal with integrity. That's a message right there. <laughs> heal with Bruh. integrity. Yes, sir. He said, I had to heal with integrity. So important. Break man. that down. What does that mean to heal with integrity? I, th I think I think in this cancel culture, in this swipe left, swipe right, in this in this ghosting, disappearing, silent treatment culture that we live in, because people exit so quickly without closure, we are so traumatized by their exit that most of us don't heal with integrity. We just go straight to try to. Who can we smash? Who can we do? You know, yeah. Whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. Because the pain is so deep. Yeah. We don't even know how to process that level of emotional hurt. And my therapist, she said, no, this hurt you. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't try to intellectualize it. Don't try, don't try to spiritualize it. With scripture, you were wounded. You were wounded. And man, I, 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 I and I burst into tears all over again. So healing with integrity means delaying all the stuff that we would tend to want to do. And do the stuff that you really know is going to actually work, like letting your friends in, yeah, calling people who love you and celebrate you. And I had, a, I had one of my best friends in the whole world. The day that she made her exit, and I flew her back home for one-way one trip, everything, she came over. She said, all I'm going to do is sit with you. 
Mm. I'm just going to sit in this house so you know that you're not by yourself. That's a friend right there, man. And, and, and so healing with integrity is drawing people closer to you. Because what we tend to do is we isolate. Yeah. When we go through something challenging or disappointing or devastating, we tend to isolate, right? But you can't isolate. Draw people closer to you. Right? Scripture says, bear ye one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. Two are better than one, for they have good reward for their labor. When one is down, the other is there to pick them up. So I call it chapter eight in my book. Shift your posse because who you ride with matters. Pull your posse close to you. And that's exactly what I did. Healing with integrity meant I pulled my closest guy friends and my closest lady friends and my mentors close to me. And I said, I'm hurting, man. And they were there for me and they coached me. They encouraged me. And I journaled and I wrote and I cried and I journaled and I wrote and I cried. I took trips and I did all the stuff I needed to do to get better. And now I'm great. Now I'm awesome. Right. But to me, that is healing with integrity and healing with integrity also is watch this champ. I talk about it in the book shifting from this happened to me to this happened for me. I love that when you spoke about that. <laughs> I want you to break that down yes, because brother. I was meaning I was want to ask you about brother. That. What's the difference? <laughs> Most can I get can I can I give can I give the Dr. Delatoro breakdown? Go ahead, bro. This is so sickening. Watch this. So here's the truth. Most of us process the traumas that we've been through in life as life happened to, to me. me. And when you process it as life happened to me, you get to be the victim. Yes. Watch this. I'm going to say it slowly. You get to be the victim, which means there is some secondary gain to you being the victim. Well, what is secondary gain, Dr. Del Toro? Secondary gain is some perceived advantage that you receive from remaining in a disadvantaged position. I'm going to say it again. Secondary gain is a psychological term that explains the perceived benefit we get from remaining in a disadvantaged position. A perceived benefit. A perceived benefit, right? So as long as I get to be the victim, my girlfriends are always coming over, consoling me. I get all the attention. I'm like the fine chick that goes to the club with the ugly girls. All the focus, all the attention is on me, right? So you get all the benefit. Of time, attention, coaching, coddling, right? Woe is me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So all the attention's on you when you get to be the victim, right? So as long as you process the divorce, the bankruptcy, the the, the rape, the incest, the sexual, no matter what it was, the financial devastation, the the, the, whatever, when you process it as it happened to me, you get to be the victim. Right. The problem with that is that you are also at the effect of some other cause. Talk about it. And when you're at the effect, this is according to neuroscience, when you're at the effect of some other cause, you never win. Because it's the cause that that's, that's always, di- that di- always... They always dictate. Yeah, they're always di- dictating because I'm on the other side. I'm on yeah. the wrong side of the equation. And scripture says we are more than conquerors. <laughs> so hold on, we got to flip the script. I got to say, instead of this happening to me, which allows me to be the victim, it somehow happened for me. Which goes back to the scripture, for I know all, all things, things work together yeah, for the good, for the good of them that, that love God, God and to the called according to yes, his purpose. Yes, sir. So yeah. as soon as I say it, ha- it somehow happened, and I want you to put the somehow in there because at first when you say it happened for me, it's not going to make sense. Right. God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Yeah. So it's not going to make sense. That's why so somehow this divorce is happening for me. Somehow her walking out is happening for me. Somehow him talking about me is happening for me. Somehow that job layoff is happening for me. I don't understand it all right now. <laughs> but I don't have to understand it all. 
I don't have to understand it all, but somehow this is going to work out for me. And if I just hold on, teach, and if I just hang in there, and when I get to the end of my rope, I tie a knot in the end of that rope and hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> God is going to reveal why he sent me through what he sent me through. Teach. Because we're delivered by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Teach. Maybe he sent you through it because he knew you had a big enough mouth to actually share what would happen on the other side. <laughs> so is it possible, Lateris, that God trusts us with trouble? Mm. Is it possible that he trusted you with that calamity? He trusted you with that crisis. He trusted you with that breakup so that you would learn some principles and concepts to be able to help other people heal with integrity. So as soon as I say it happened for me, now I get to be the victor. Now I get to be at cause and life gets to be at effect. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, brother. We got we got to shift it to a higher gear, man. Oh, Jesus. We got to shift it to a higher gear, bro. And and what I did was when I, when, I, when I realized that she was not my biker posse, mm. and she got off the bike of the motorcycle of my life, I said, okay, let me heal with integrity, so that that way the right person can get on my bike. Mm. Because here's the truth: who rides with you in your car doesn't matter, <laughs> right? If they have to fool in the back seat, it doesn't really matter. But on the motorcycle. Who you ride with is absolutely everything. I heard. Because if they don't lean when you lean, if they don't move when you move, if they don't shift when you shift, brother, it's over. So we have to be 10 times more intentional about who rides with us in life and business and in love. And when that person no longer fits and when their part of the story of your life is over, as one of my mentors, Dr. George Frazier said, bless them and release them. There it is. I wish you well. I wish you nothing. I wish no harm to you. But we can no longer continue to move forward together. But I got to go on my healing journey with integrity so that I can be the best version of myself for when she does show up. And I think that speaks to the second thing, champ, which is we got to make sure that we're ready for what we're asking God for. Teach. One of the biggest things that we talked about in Jamaica is a lot of the women in that sister circle, they said, you know what? I realize that I'm asking God for all this stuff. But I haven't taken the time to be what I'm asking the for. very thing I'm asking for. Yep. So when it shows up, it shows you a mirror yep. of what you're not. Yeah. And and so we have to be really, really careful because I believe a lot of us are out here saying, oh, I want this. I want that. You want something real until something real shows up. <laughs> and when that real thing shows up and it scares the heck out of you. Yep. Let me ask you this, because yeah, after after uh, said individual walked out, yeah. see, you know you was preaching because you got your little towel ah, with you. That's yeah, what easy, you, man. Well, you was preaching. <laughs> that's what you were doing. I promise you. Put he was preaching in the comments right now. Put he was preaching. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Man, after that situation, yeah. you showed me a video of a woman that you had met what was that experience like? So, so, so I took a couple months healed, like three, four months healed. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm trying to be intentional about, because one of the things that I had experienced was long distance wasn't really working for me. So I said, okay, let me try to focus on dating locally. But I know I've traveled so much. It's hard to date. It's hard to meet people local. So and where I, do you live? I'm in Tampa. Okay. Tampa, in Tampa, Florida. Florida. So I, I got one of the apps on my phone so I can meet more people locally. So a flight attendant was coming through my town I thought she was based in Tampa, but she wasn't. Anyway, we hit it off, clicked, whatever, started talking, chatting, things of that nature. And things were going great. They were going awesome. 
We talked for about two weeks, FaceTime and all exchanging core values. We'll talk about that in a second because that's one of the first things I do. <laughs> you find out their core values? Yeah. See, I, see my off rip, <laughs> off rip, bro. First conversation, I'm asking about core values. I'm asking about healing. I'm asking about what your journey. I don't need to know what you went through. You ain't got to tell me that till date 16. Yeah. I just need to know that you've gone to therapy about it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I mean, it's important, right? Yeah. So, so healed is the new sexy for me. So it's like, so I asked a lot of intentional questions. I said, do you have a list? She gave me her list. I asked her, she, I gave her my list. We compared no, all this great stuff. Yeah. Next thing you know, she goes on vacation with a travel group and she kind of disappears two or three days into the trip. And then like about a week afterwards, no communication whatsoever, just ghosted. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And we were communicating beautifully. There was no issues. There was no arguments, none of that. How long y'all... Time frame, how long? Was about two weeks that we were talking before okay. she went on her, her trip, right? Okay. So I gave her space to do her trip, but then she completely ghosted, disappeared. I'm like, what the heck happened? And about a week and a half after she ghosted, I said, listen, um, I don't like open loops. Yeah. So if you can please, this is over time. I said, if you can please just let me know if, if your interest has shifted. Right. I appreciate it. That's fair. I like to, cl I like to close it and be done mm, with it. That's fair. So she sent me back, instead of a text, she that sent video. me an eight-minute video. I showed it to you. Yeah. And in the video, she said... I asked God, the day before I met you on this app, I asked God to give me a man of integrity, a man who was about his business, a man who was a good father, a man who was ambitious, a man who blah, 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 blah. She said, the very next day, I ended up meeting you on this app. And she said, I got to be honest with you. You scared the S-H-I-T out yeah, of me. Yeah, I saw it. She said, you scared the S-H-I-T out of me. She said, because... I saw the very thing I said I wanted, <laughs> yeah, and crazy. I realized that I wasn't ready for the thing I, I talked to. She said, shit, I talked to God for like an hour the night before I ended up meeting you. And she said, you held a mirror up to me, and just your presence alone helped me realize that I was not ready for the very thing I prayed for. And, bro, and I called you. I said, yeah. man, how many of us are out here praying and saying, God, send me this? And you're not even ready for the thing that he's going to send you. Because we serve a prayer answering God. When I tell you, man, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's why people say the, the dating pool got pee in it. It's got pee. It's got, it's got uh, arsenic. It's got <laughs> <laughs> chlorine, all kinds of stuff Which is perfect it, for this part, though. Because I, 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 I took a little notes. Yeah, yeah. You, I want you to tell me what confirmation <laughs> bias is. Woo! Don't you start this, bro. Yeah, I want to. I want to know what this is because you talk about this. So, what is confirmation bias? I want you to tell the people. So, okay. So, most of us end up dating the same person multiple times. They just change faces and names because we didn't realize that in order to change the mate, you got to start by changing the bait. Hmm. I'm going to say that again slower. <laughs> Most of us end up dating the same person multiple times. They just change faces and names because we don't realize that in order to change the mate, we have to start by changing the bait. Oh, Lord. Okay? You got to pick up a copy of the book, wow. shift into a higher gear. Mm -hmm. It'll bless your whole soul. Watch this. Mm. Confirmation bias is a psychological phenomenon, Lateris, that basically helps us be right. Watch where I'm going. If you say in your mind, all men are dogs. Right. All men are players. All women are are, are about that about that bag, and they don't yeah. care. No, whatever your belief, whatever your yet, be careful. Every please write this in the comments. I have to be careful what I believe. There it is. Whatever you believe, your brain is going to help you believe whatever you feel you believe. There it is. 
So confirmation bias says this. Once you have a strongly held belief about a thing, your brain will show you more proof and evidence that shows you that the thing that you believe is correct. And at the same time, Lateris, hide from you any evidence to the contrary. <laughs> I can't even breathe right now. That's why, that's why they say I when can't. people are looking for problems in a relationship, they're going to find all yeah, the problems. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so if you believe, if, if, if you believe this isn't going to work, if you believe he's a dog, if you believe she's a player, if you believe that, your brain is so intelligent. Your brain's going to go on assignment to find all the proof to make you right. He is a dog. She is a dog. She is a gold She is a gold, gold digger, digger. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your brain is trying to make you right. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to show you, hey, here's more evidence and proof that how you feel is right. <laughs> and it intentionally, watch this, Lateris, hides from you. The evidence that's the contrary. The evidence that's contrary. So confirmation bias says if you think all white people are a certain way, yeah. they're going to show you. Your brain's going to show you all the whack white people yeah. and all the amazing white people are going to be hidden from you. So here's the question. Who and what is being hidden from you because you have a strongly held belief that is making you right, but it's not making you happy? Woo! God, dog. And for those that are, are, are biblically based, <laughs> there's a scripture that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. And so that's the that's the biblical context for it. Yes. If you keep thinking on these things, that's why the Bible says to think on these things yes. that are Whatsoever pure, these things, things are, are holy, things, things are, are lovely. Good. Come it on, talks somebody. about that thing because the minute you always think on, I probably, man, I probably end up going to get cancer. I probably just like my mom and right. I probably going to die before I get to get 35, just like my grandma. You start saying all this stuff, you start. You decree it and it shall be a established there it is so, so if whatever so i want you all here's what i want to give everybody assignment is that come okay? on yeah i want you i want you to put together a list of affirmations there it is of the things that you want in your relationship and i want you to print it out and put it all over your house put it on the mirror as you're brushing your teeth put it on the toilet on the wall opposite your toilet so when you're handling your business as the bad stuff is going out good stuff is going in come teach, on somebody teach. so it's, these are the things i teach you in the book you have to begin to start to literally Put positive things in your mind and decree and declare positive affirmations. There's an amazing man out there that loves me, that cannot wait to lavish me with chivalry, with, with compassion, with consistency, with dedication. Speak that. Not all, none, of these, none of these dudes are worth anything, right? Speak what you want, not what you don't want. I'm about to get in trouble again because here's something powerful. You have to understand something about the way that the brain works, your subconscious mind, Lateris, cannot process a negative directly. I'm going to say it again. The subconscious mind cannot process a negative directly. So if I say don't think of a pink elephant in the corner of a room, what's the first thing you think about? The pink, <laughs> the pink elephant, elephant, right? Yeah. Because the subconscious mind responds <laughs> to commands or suggestions. So watch this. This is how it shows up in relationships. Have you ever been in an argument with somebody that you love and care about? And you say, don't you lie to me. <laughs> what you really just said to their unconscious mind is lie to me because the unconscious mind can't process the don't. I'm going to prove it to you. How many, how, 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 Lutaris, have you ever told a kid don't spill the juice? Yeah, and they, what spill, they do? It, spill it right afterwards. What, you, you say, hey, don't kick the ball in the street. Where does the ball go every time? In the street. As soon as you say don't and then you put a command behind don't, what the unconscious mind heard was the command. So what we have to learn how to do is speak what we want not what we don't want. Teach. So what we have to learn how to say is, tell me the truth. I will honor your honesty. There it is. 
instead of don't lie to me, right? <laughs> Say, hold the cup with both hands, baby, versus don't spill the juice. Say, keep the ball in the yard instead of don't kick it in the street. That's good. Right? Don't cheat on me yeah. when you go on your boy's trip. What did yeah. you just do? You gave him permission to go do something. <laughs> because the unconscious mind only responds to commands or suggestions. That's deep. So we have to learn how to communicate better. These are the things that I teach people. Because I, te- I train speakers and authors and coaches, and I help them get into this industry. I've been doing this 20 years. And so my, my degree is in communication and curriculum design, instructional systems from Florida State. So I think differently than the way the average person does, I man. I love it. Yeah, man. What got you into this? <laughs> What got you into building curriculums and all this stuff? So, 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 true story, bro. So, this is this is honest. So, I grew up in the church, um, love God, serve God my whole life, and I, but I never felt the call that I was supposed to pastor. So, if you have a gift to speak and communicate in the church setting, you, you're a pastor, right? You automatically get labeled. But I never felt like I was called to do that. So, I took a spiritual gifts inventory in college, and I scored highest in exhortation, administrative, and leadership. So I was like, what is exhortation? So I went up to my pastor at the time. and They said, listen, that's the gift of the exhorter. You have a gift to encourage, to edify, to build up people. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I started studying the greats, the Les Browns, the Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglers of the world, the Patricia Fripps of the world, the, 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 uh, the, the Dr. Maya Angelou's of the world. And I said, man, these people make a living being positive. And so, <laughs> bro, that's exactly what I decided to do. So I started studying the craft. I joined Toastmasters International, and I started developing the gift. And I knew that God had anointed me for the marketplace. There it is. And so for the last 20 years, even though people have called me a bootleg preacher, Preacher, even though people have called me a jackleg preacher. Why they call you? Why, why, they, why they reference you to a preacher? Because I'm anointed to do what I do, and the anointing is tangible. So at the end of the day, I, I know I can take my anointing to mega churches, corporations, associations, conventions. I've given over 4,000 documented paid talks all over planet Earth. I saw that in your bio. You really did 4,000. 4, over 4,000 paid talks. Oh, you, you said 20 this, years. I've been so, doing this 20 years, champ. 20 years, full time. This is my 20 year anniversary this year. That I've been doing this full time all 4, over the world. 4,000 paid talks all over the globe. And you know, I just got back from Portugal and I told yeah. you what we made for that, bro. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm so, your agent. You owe me 10%. <laughs> <There> you <go>. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, 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 so I teach speakers, I teach people how to get into this industry. I have a, a three day boot camp called Crush the Stage where I teach people how to develop platform skills and presentation skills because it's one of the only speaker training programs that's been in Speakers Magazine, National Speakers Association Magazine, and Toastmasters Magazine. And I just used the gift of speaking and communication in the marketplace because God anointed me for business. And when Jesus recruited his disciples, the majority of them cats were marketplace people. So why? So why? Well, what demographic is calling you a bootleg, a jackleg preacher? People in the church. Because if you if, see, if you're impactful in the in the world, that's cool. But if you can come into a church and rip a church up, also you still speak at churches. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I speak at mega churches to this day. Okay, I've been, on, I've been on all the major Christian networks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when they feel like you should just stay in the church? Yeah, there's like, there's like you're you're a jack leg preacher, you're a boot leg preacher. You're running from your calling. Oh, that's what because I didn't I didn't decide to just become a straight pastor. That's not what God called me to do. Yeah, I'm a marketplace dude, and I still I am impactful in churches. I, I do team buildings for churches. I do staff development for churches all over the world. So that's what it is. They just feel like you're running from your conflict. Yeah, because I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not pigeonholed only in the four <laughs> walls of the traditional church structure. 
Oh. And because I've made the decision to be marketplace, you know, I have. I, it's been an amazing journey for me. Yeah, because I don't see it as that. I just, I see it's the best of both worlds. It ain't like you out here, you running, running a strip club, exactly. and then you over here preaching. Exactly. You like, you're motivating people, and that's what's so cool. So, so literally, I mean, I've had pastors, evangelists, teachers, preachers, prophets come through my Crush the Stage program, come through my Speaking Business Mastery program to learn how to what I call pull a Dr. John Maxwell. Yeah, to go from being a pastor to being in the marketplace and impacting people. People all over the planet, so 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 that's a, that's a gift that God has given us to be able to do to train people. People can learn more about it at crushthestage.com. That's our three day speaker training. And When's the next one? Um, my next one's coming up in August, August right. of this year. It's powerful because I teach you how to be impactful in the business arena. We need to do an affiliate link. I need yeah, an affiliate link. Yeah, you have an affiliate program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna put affiliate link and I'm gonna put a program on there. That's right. I'm Let's gonna put it. it. I'm gonna put in the uh, in the in the description or whatever. Right. Yeah, so, it's yeah, important. It's yeah. important because people need to develop that skill. Warren Buffett said the most important business skill you'll ever develop is that of public speaking. And look at what you've done with the Dear Future Wifey podcast yeah. because the predominant skill you're using, brother, is public speaking. Yeah. It's presentation. That's what God always called me. But again, you know, it's been a call in my life to be a preacher and all that since yeah. I was 12 years old. Yeah. Called the ministry. And I started doing that. I would preach at churches when I was 18 and 19 and yeah. 20. And I would preach at churches. And I kept saying, you know, um, while I still have an affinity towards the traditional church, yeah. I knew that the impact could be greater outside the yes, four walls of church yes. and I could vacillate between the two. Right. And so um, I don't want to run totally away from the church where Absolutely. I'm not doing anything, Absolutely. but you know, cause my past has been like, you, you, you're a preacher, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he did a, he, before he was our, <laughs> pastor Evan Connor, before he became my pastor, he came on the podcast and before he came on, he was saying, I'm going to need you to uh, come preach at my church in uh, during our relationship. Relationship series, yeah. and I said, I said, I ain't no preacher. And he looked at me like I lied. <laughs> and then I said, he looked at me like, and I said, well, I used to preach back in the day. I don't yeah. do that no more. And then he said, <laughs> he said. Man, once a preacher, always a preacher. You're going to come and preach at church. And then so I said, no, nah, what I can do is do my podcast. So I yeah. curved him. I said, we're going to do the podcast. And so he was like, okay. So then I thought I had slicked him, yeah. and, and, and we did the podcast. Right, right, and right. I got out of it. And then the next week he called me. He said, I was in prayer with the Lord. And the last week we want to close out the, the relationship thing, and we want to, you know, I want to have you come back. I said, oh, so you and both of us, we can do the podcast. He's right. like, no, you're going to preach. I said, hold on. I said, hold on. I said, what? He said, no. He said, I let you do your thing the, the last week. Yeah. This time, now you finna come and preach. We're gonna tag go. team preach there together. Go. That's right. And I was like, God, you boy, you got come jokes. Come on. I said, come you on. got jokes. And that's what we did. And that thing was powerful. Wow. That was last September. It was absolutely powerful. That's amazing. But it was God wrangling me back in yeah. was saying, yeah. Hey, yeah. I've given you a calling that's of your right. life. That's I'll right. let you do what you do, but come on and do what I need you to do on my side. And I and I think it's a both and it's not yes. an either or, right? Exactly. And 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 and, and I want to speak to that for a quick second because it's so important. I think we struggle because we feel like I can only do this or that. Yeah. And it's not, we don't serve a this or that God. There it is. I believe that we serve a both and God. Yes. Two thirds of God's name is go. So why are we sitting back <laughs> procrastinating? Right? He we said two thirds. Y'all, you can't be just dropping that. <laughs> he said two thirds of God's name is, is go. go. Two thirds of his name is go. So why are we sitting back <laughs> procrastinating? Why are we sitting back, oh, oh, what was me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, command reveals potential. If he told it to you, he gave you the ability to pull it off. Teach. So it's so it's so important that we get that and we embrace that. that 
fact that it's it's both and. I love ministering in churches. I love ministering to the body of Christ and helping the body of Christ become all that God died for them and rose yeah. for them to be. Yeah. But I also love speaking to corporations and associations and conventions and pro sports teams and training entrepreneurs and doing all that great work too. And I believe that we are allowed to do both. And that's why I'm so grateful for for friends of mine like Dr. Jamal Bryan and Dr. Darius Daniels and and, yeah. and Pastor Keon Henderson and, and and so many and, and um Pastor John K. Jenkins. Hold, hold, Baptist, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something about that old Keon. Hold let me tell you about that Keon. <laughs> I went and visited his church for the first time a couple of weeks ago. That joker bad. Incredible, man. Oh, my God. I Absolutely was sitting up there and said, this joker is bad. Unbelievable, like, man. Like, I was like. So his, so his spiritual father is in my speaker training program right now. Really? Yes. And that's what I'm saying. That's the beautiful part about being able to be in these circles. And those gentlemen have constantly said to me, you stayed in your lane. Congratulations. Stay in your you lane. stayed in your lane. Bishop Jake said to me, because I was a part of Project Gideon for 10 years. And it was a mentorship program that he did for young, up-and-coming speakers, under uh, ministers and teachers and preachers under the age of 40. You were in the program? I was in Project Gideon, yes. And and, and he said, he said, you're staying in your lane. You're staying marketplace. Don't let nobody push you into something, accepting a call. That, that's not what God called you to do. That's good. So I, I've had really amazing men and women of God who encouraged me to stay in my lane and do what you do. And that's what I've done, man. That's why you're killing it, boy. You're Thank killing you, the game. I'm proud Thank of you, King, because it's like you're. That's how you're flowing in your. I call it your God space. Yes, sir. This is yes, your sir. God space. That's why it's so effortless for you. Come you on. can just do what you do. People see it. They recognize the gift. They five pay you top times, dollar. Five, five I was about times, to say that. I was five about to times say this. on the Today Show. So that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Because I'm jealous. You know, it's okay to be jealous of your brother. Come on, brother. I'm jealous. Hey, champ, peer pressure is a good thing when you got the right peers. There it is. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you going to say? So you, you, made it, you made it five times on the Today Show yep. about the, the same, same book. book. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, how in the world did that With happen? With no publicist. <laughs> like, you say in your, like, like you say all the time. In God your, is my publicist? God is my publicist. Exactly. So, so, so a PR firm did get me on the first time I got on, and that was a virtual interview. A virtual? Oh, because uh, during COVID. It was during COVID. But every other live interview happened because I kept pitching them amazing ideas from different chapters in my book. And that's what I'm saying. That's why. So I teach authors. I teach people how to write incredible books and then pitch those books to the media so that way you can get interviewed. That's one of the most important things you, you need to do. You just pitching different concepts I, from the same Different book. concepts. Exactly. <laughs> when I leave here in Dallas tomorrow, you know I'm going to Denver. Yeah. To, and I'm, I took a five-minute interview that I got twice on DBL, Daily Blast Live, and now they've asked me to be a co-anchor for an entire hour these doors keep opening up because that, that's that's the curriculum design that's that's embracing the marketplace that's taking scripture says let your light so shine before man there it is that they will see your good work and give god all the credit for it yeah and i think the more we can let our light shine in the marketplace man you're needed you're necessary i'm needed i'm necessary and there is no competition it's nah. both and it's there not it either is. or and the more we can learn that bro ooh, and this is going to help somebody on their healing journey there's a, there's a psychological concept called dialectical thinking. I only learned this because I've gone to therapy. Dialectical thinking says, this is going to set somebody free right now, Doc. Teach. Dialectical thinking says that two opposing thoughts can coexist at the same time. Ah! Let me break it down for you. So many times we struggle in our healing journey because we're like, okay, I don't trust that person anymore. So since I don't trust them, I surely can't forgive them. <laughs> and so we struggle because we have an either or mentality. <laughs> but dialectical thinking says, I forgive you and I don't trust you. <laughs> and both opposing views 
are allowed to coexist at the same time. That's good. Which means I'm a masterpiece and a work in progress. Woo! Right same, good God have mercy. I'm about to run. I'm a masterpiece. I'm amazing as I am. And I'm a work in progress at the same teach. time. Come on, somebody. You better teach. I got a few extra pounds, <laughs> and I still look good as hell right now. Come on, somebody. At the exact same time. I'm broke as a joke, and I'm reading a wealth book right now at the same time. Your two opposing views Teach. can coexist at the same time. Wow. So it allows me to say, I bless you and release you, but I don't want nothing else to do with you. Woo! Both thoughts can coexist at the same time. The law of polarity says, as long as there is day, there is night. Mm. As long as there is up, there is down. As long as there is left, there is right. And left does not mean that right does not exist. Mm. They coexist simultaneously. This is the benefit of therapy. My friend, I need y'all to understand, if you, if you help humanity in any way, shape, form, or fashion, go to therapy. You will learn terminology. You will learn language. You will learn confirmation. You will learn so much that will help you not only help yourself, but it will help you help others. I, I, bro, I, I am so grateful that I pay my, my, my daughters go through therapy yeah. and I gladly pay for them to go through therapy. Why? Because I believe in the importance of getting emotionally well, because man, once we heal with integrity, then we can heal the planet. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help anybody else. And when the oxygen starts to flow, even though the bag does not inflate, <laughs> trust that it's still flowing. Good God have mercy. <laughs> You know, sometimes I talk to people and I just I just can't talk no more. I just kind of just sit there and be like, it's one of them episodes I'm going to have to watch back. Well, like, oh, they, go yeah. they, they could be taking crazy notes, man. Oh, you know this is and dropping. If they, they, if they enjoy the content, man, this is the book. Shift the, it to a higher gear. They can pick it up on Amazon. Shift it to a higher gear it's on, on Audible. Amazon, on Audible. It's go a, get this book. It's a Wall Street Journal USA Today bestseller, man. God is good, man. Man, you have downloaded so much stuff into our hearts and our minds. I thank you for your vulnerability. I thank you for your transparency as a man to be able to show up as a king. This is what kingship looks like. Yeah, bro. Is when you can say, hey, listen, you know, um, I was broken, but here I stand. Yeah, You know, uh, I, I was, just a couple of months ago, if you saw me, I was on Zoom calls with my my, my circle of influence. Yeah. Um, and I was shedding tears yeah. because I had a speaking engage, engagement the next day. I had to encourage others while I couldn't even encourage myself Come at this on, moment. Bro. Come on, But look at me now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that is what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's man. what I'm talking about yeah. is for us to encourage other brothers to continue to show up. Yeah. Don't yeah. isolate yourself. That's right. That's Don't right. run and hide. Um, We're going to dispel this nonsense of real men don't cry. Yeah. Uh, or when we were younger, be like, hey, you're a big boy. Don't cry. Right, right, you know right. What I'm right. saying? No, we're going to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cry right, no, right, right. I'm going to cry. I'm going to let this stuff go yeah. because it's too often African American men are, uh, men are dying from heart attack. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. Our stress level is through the roof. Absolutely. Um, and we just got to dispel that. So thank you for being a reference point yeah, for man. other kings uh, to be able to say, hold on. Now, if Dr. Delatoro 
can can admit that he shed tears and, yeah. and a woman broke his heart. And if that old bald headed Latares can say the same thing, come on, well, now. I'm, going, I'm right. all right. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be okay going through this heartbreak. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm a heal and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better. Come on, somebody. Uh, um, that's, that's that's so important, man. It's it was so a quote crucial. that God gave me. That he said, "I will deal, I will heal, and God will be revealed." Ooh. And 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 that was the process I had to go through. I said, "I will yeah. deal, I will heal, and God will be revealed." Because at the end of the day, deal with whatever it is. Yes, Don't try man. to like. Like you said, what you say? Let the hurt it, hurt. Let, let the hurt hurt. Yeah. Let man. it hurt. Yeah. Cry. Get that mess out. Yeah. And then that's how you deal with it. And then heal from it. Go yeah. through therapy. Go through whatever process you got to go through to excavate that pain, that that's hurt. Right. And then not to to bleed on other people that's by saying, right. see, all these women, you can't trust these women. See, yeah, the minute you find a woman and you're intentional with them. See, that's what's wrong. Like when y'all say y'all want a real man, but then right. y'all really... No, 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 no. And I no, made no. sure I didn't I didn't surround myself with any jokers that would say that kind of foolishness. Good. I really believe it. I'm very intentional. There I don't have is. any negative people in my life. There brother. it is, me too. It's so important, man. Listen, God God gave us our family, but we get to choose our friends. There it is. So choose wisely. Yep. And we get to choose how much in, uh, information we how much influence that our family has on us. On us. Yeah, because yes. you got family members that be like, no, nah, see, I told you she was this, and I told you. Right. So you, you, no. You with the wrong one. Yeah, you with the wrong one. Right. You got you to you speak to me the way my heart speaks to me. Exactly. You're a reflection of my heart. And if you over here telling me that something is opposite of what I believe and feel, then I, got, right. I, I can't, and you ain't a safe space for me to talk to. Exactly. So listen, Dr. Del Toro, they can get this book. How can they connect with you? Uh, I'm at... Dr. Del Toro on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. Our primary website is delatoro.com. Our email is delatoro at gmail.com. And, um, man, we're just excited about all the great work that God is doing in us and through us. If you want to learn more about our speaker training, that's crushthestage.com. We have a five-day challenge called Monetize Your Message. That's monetizeyourmessagechallenge.com. That's good. Yeah, man. That's good. And I'm going to drop a, a link to your social media or your website or True. all the above in the yeah. description. Uh, and I know these women want to know this. Are you still single? I'm single. Yes, I'm single, single. Like, He's single, single. single. See, so, you know, yeah. with black folks, we, we started making our own, own language. You could be single, but are you single, single? Single, single. I'm you know, he's like, single. no, he rich, rich. Yeah. Or, or, or she po-po. You know, he you know, you got to add it twice to yeah. for confirmation. I'm single, and so single. you single, single. Single, single, yes, there sir. There it is. Yes, do you, do you answer DMs? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. So, so women slide in your DMs? Do you have women yeah. slide in your DMs? Not that often, but but when they do, I definitely respond. Oh, Absolutely. What you don't dare future wife. Come on. <laughs> I was I, I was told I need to be warned about that. Oh yeah, you on dear you on dear future wifey boy. We about to hit three hundred fifty thousand subscribers ooh, by ooh, tomorrow. Ooh, ooh, we're about two hundred subscribers away. Come on, and we're gonna hit about two hundred fifty thousand. So it's a lot of amazing women that watch the podcast, Amen. looking for an intentional man like Amen. yourself, Amen. and so they see it. You, yeah. just, you just did your whole resume right in front of everybody about wow. how you think, how you operate, yeah. how you make sure that your core values align with said individual. Yeah, and, that's huge. Uh, yeah, and they looking like, I think that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so women, I'm going to tell y'all this. This is, just a, this is a caveat, and y'all saw this. Hopefully, if y'all saw the episode in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, but one thing that Basilia said that, that – um, even though she felt like that was her husband and even though she felt like God told her she right. wasn't the one that initiated and said to right. him you're my husband you right. can feel whatever you feel keep that internal yeah. internalize that and let the man pursue absolutely remember absolutely. I always say men should pursue and not persuade and the woman should present and not pursue that's right remember that hey y'all give it up for my boy Dr. Della Toro y'all love you hey, man, I love you King that's what's up bro we in this thing <laughs> we go right until the wheels fall off there it is <laughs> 
Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm Latarius R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. 
Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. You have no idea how much I enjoy talking to my brother, Dr. Delatoro. I mean, it's wow. Oh boy. I hope y'all got a lot out of this episode. Those of you who are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review, uh, rate the episode, and any platform that you're listening to us on, make sure that you respond. And the way you respond is by simply leaving a comment, review, um, or rate it so that it can build in the algorithms. And that's how we rank, um, you know, top 10 consistently on Apple Podcasts or any other platform by you being engaged with it and letting them know that you're watching us. So thank you so much for all of you who have been supporting this podcast. I just, I appreciate you. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, two words, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is our tendency to cherry pick information that confirms our existing beliefs or ideas. Let's be super aware of confirmation bias to help shorten disagreements and to mitigate double downing on unhealthy thoughts that can cause dissension between us. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. My love, let's accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. I will edify you with each syllable, love you down to the minuscule, and cover you because I'm intentional. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.